1: where alignment, love, and relationships live. I am Paul Bache Williams, a licensed clinical social worker and psychotherapist. I'm also the blessed husband of Tara Gates Williams.
0: And I am Tara Gates Williams, brand expert, mother, daughter, sister, good old girlfriend, and the blessed wife of Paul Bache Williams.
1: What's up, everybody? We are back, but we want to talk about something very dear to my heart. Something that touches my uh, purpose in life. Something that I'm very familiar with.
0: And the next uh, set in our series.
1: Yes. And actually, the place where I propose in therapy. So we're talking about love and therapy today. And we really want to break down the different aspects and the, the needs when it comes to love and therapy. And we're going to talk about loving yourself. So, in loving yourself, finding love for yourself, that's in individual therapy. Then we're going to talk about dating and therapy. And then we're going to talk about couples therapy, premarital therapy, marriage, and maintenance. So, let's break that down and really understand why we're choosing this topic and what we want to help you guys with.
0: Well, you know, all this, I will say, comes from you, right? You're the expert in this. So, give, it, give uh, our listeners kind of like your view. And take on how important therapy is when it does come to love, whether you're dating or single or married.
1: Yeah, so. Why is
0: it so important?
1: Uber important. If I don't understand myself and understand my processes and and identify how I show up in relationship to myself, I can't really show up in relationship with somebody else authentically, Mm -hmm. right? Because who am I in relationship when I don't know who I am? in relationship, for lack of a better term. So you got attachment styles, right? You have secure, you have anxious, you have avoidant, you have different attachment styles that you learn from how you're raised. You learn from your environments, your relationship with your parents, the relationship with your environment. And also it starts to be impacted by the different things that you ha- that you see and experience growing up. So you think about your first relationship, what did that cause for you or what did? How did that impact you and how you show up in relationships today? Right. If you had your first heartbreak at thirteen, where your boyfriend cheated on you, or your girlfriend cheated on you, or somebody broke your heart, and you weren't affirmed, or you didn't have a conversation of what that really means for you in relationship, you grow up with this wound, and you show up with others, and you think that's that's tied to your worth, right? And so you're very protective. Maybe you're anxious around it. Maybe you want to have a relationship, but you're afraid you're afraid to stay with someone. So It's kind of like this, these two dynamics, these things are butting heads heads, and you don't know how to to show up in a relationship. So for me, I knew I had to get into individual therapy and love myself. And so I know how to love someone else and know how to be in relationship with somebody.
0: And I think it's important in the individual therapy, don't just sit around and wait or all of a sudden this trauma from the past comes up. And I'm going to be honest, like, when I went to individual therapy, it wasn't because, hey, let me go figure, let me just do it because it's something that is going to help me emotionally or mentally. It was when I felt like something was wrong, let me go figure out what it is. I got to talk to somebody, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so it was more from a trauma approach than, hey, let me just be healthy mentally. And I think being that therapy is such a large conversation now. It's really important, you know, especially in your single time to seek therapy, because I think you can talk through things without being in this trauma state where you can heal. And when we when you asked me to go to therapy in that dating phase, and we'll get to that, I felt like that was proactively healing for us because I, I felt I was still dealing, you know, in my individual therapy. I, I dealt with old wounds. But also, when you're single for a long time, ladies, and you're not in relationship, you get into this place of, "Oh, I'm healed, everything is great." It's just your feelings have been dormant, and you haven't been tapped into anything or dialed into anything, so when you do get in relationship, you may have some things that trigger you. So I think being in, in therapy for me, really helped me personally from healing from some some past issues to where I could step into, okay, be a little bit more open to things. For me,
1: when I think about therapy, as an individual as an individual and being having a Star Press process or thinking, creating love stories without a partner, right? So sometimes we create these love stories and we expect other people to fit into them. And when they don't, we think something is wrong with us and that's not healthy, right? Because the thing that was wrong with us is maybe we don't really understand how to operate within that love story or or say that love story isn't realistic, right? How can we achieve this love story and create these dynamic of relationship without another person because another person comes in. And they have their own life. They have their own experiences. And so that doesn't always equal a healthy relationship. And I want to address something that I I hear all the time is you got to be healed. You got to be healed before you go into a relationship. So the the problem with that is we're always in process of healing. Like there's no point where we're 100% healed. And then there's another saying that says, you can't be, t- you gotta be totally healthy, right? You gotta be totally healthy, but you can be healthy and still be in the process of healing because there's other dynamics that are happening. I just wanna address those things, that's kind of my own thing. But I think, again, going back to us, the reason why I said when we first got exclusive that we need to go into therapy is because I didn't wanna be the therapist in our relationship.
0: Yeah, very good point. And I didn't, I didn't think of it so much that way. I appreciated that you being a therapist helped you really be in touch with, you know, who you are, your emotions. So that was something I hadn't experienced in a relationship, someone being as vulnerable, as open and as transparent as you. So it was kind of like, I got to digest that. But being in therapy and seeing that vulnerability allowed me to kind of be like, hmm, it it gave me a lot to think about, but it also allowed me to kind of just slightly peel back some of the layers of myself as well, you know, in therapy and outside of therapy, you know. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about dating. So so for any of our listeners, like what advice would you give to either partner on how to bring up that conversation of therapy? Because you knew your intention about me. You mm-hmm. knew how serious you wanted to be. Like, you didn't ask me to go to therapy on our first date. You know what right. I mean? When is that for you and for our listeners? When did that come up for you? Or like, hey, I want to I tell Tara, let's do therapy. And when is a good time to have that conversation?
1: The moment that I knew that I wanted to have a long-term relationship with you mm-hmm. is when I said, we got to go to therapy. Okay. Because I know I have blind spots. I know you have blind spots, but I want our relationship to work. So I needed someone to help our relationship, right? I was in individual therapy. You were individual therapy. They focused on us. The therapist for couples focuses on the relationship, right? So I can take off this expert hat. I can take off this hat that I'm always supposed to have the right answer. And I'm always supposed to be gentle and soft and all these different things that I help other clients with because sometimes When we get in that position as a therapist, we neglect ourselves trying to be the expert of the relationship. So I needed to peel back and I need to be vulnerable and show that and say, I need help. I can't do this all by myself. Even though you're trying, you have some things. Even though I'm trying, I have some things and a therapist needs to break that (laughs) down. See, and that's one of the things that the therapist helped you with. One (laughs) One of the things that the therapist helped you with. Because you think you know it all. No, I'm joking. <laughs> joking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but no I, I just think it's, it's so important. So just to, just to talk about real quick to yeah. other people, like when you feel like it's something that you seriously want to investigate and invest, it's an investment.
0: Yeah.
1: It's an investment At in that relationship. relationship. And it doesn't mean that the relationship is going to work. Sometimes when clients come to me and we're, we're working on a relationship, I say, this, is, this relationship is not going to work. So you need to decide whether you want to keep going through this cycle or you want to give yourselves the freedom to focus on yourself and to possibly pursue another relationship at another time. Or you can focus on yourself and decide if you want to re-engage in this relationship at another time because the way that you guys are operating right now not the, the relationship yet. is is so dysfunctional and you both have different things that you're not willing to give up because your ego won't let you do it or your wounds won't let you love the way that you need to be loved.
0: And that, that's why it's so important to be in that individual therapy, because you don't want to be in, a, in the And the, you're only as good as your, you allow your therapist to be, right? So if you go in there and it's all fluff and you're not honest and transparent and, and really giving them something to that can help you, then, then you're going to think, oh, I'm OK, I'm fine, because your ter- therapist isn't telling you anything. And hopefully you have a therapist that does have those hard conversations mm-hmm. and those healthy conversations to get to the deep root of things so you can be in this place where you when you do get in relationship you know if you both still have something like you said your relationship is still flourishing
1: yeah we're gonna talk about your examples like where do you learn how to be in relationship yeah. like, like we talk about our parents my family was dysfunctional
0: yeah over you know, here too, too.
1: yeah so I think yeah. about even though my parents stayed married it wasn't a healthy marriage and so what I learned from that, I had a conversation with my father and he said, I didn't teach you these different things because I kept having these failures in the relationship. And they were like epic failures mm-hmm. because in my mind, I had to do everything I could to make sure the relationship worked, even with it was with someone I knew wasn't going to be sustainable. What I learned from them, regardless of what's going on in the relationship, you stay together.
0: Yeah, I, I think a lot of, you know. That's even what you see today, right? Mm-hmm. Stay past the crap, right. the, the, you know. No matter what he does, just hanging there. Especially if he has money, like the, all these messages that are going around. And you, you, if you're not in your alignment with yourself mm-hmm. and the agreements that you have with yourself and what you desire, you're going to fall prey to some things. So, you know, looking at you know, we talked about doing that individual work. So, I what I really loved about coming together in therapy for us as in the dating aspect is we took that assessment right powerful assessment you know something that never happened you know it's like this 16 box chart we landed in the same box but we were able to really it was very it was the assessment amplified the areas that we would have to focus on that could be potential problems for us what i love about my husband is he's like you know it's not really a problem it's just a conversation that needs right. to be had but also, the listening in that conversation helps you have a productive outcome. So, you know, during that dating time, going to therapy really helped us. Really because, helped
1: Because us. It, it hit so many different domains, yeah. right? I was being trained to be certified in that assessment, and we were also receiving it. So, I was on both sides of it at the same time.
0: And I later got certified in it. So, right, we're both right. certified in
1: Preparing Rich, yeah. right? It's an assessment. If you have a therapist, please ask them to help you with it. It really maps out the progress, maps out the, how you need to address the different things. So it talks yeah, about finances. It talks about roles and responsibilities, communication, conflict resolution, family, spi- children spiritual children. aspect. Yeah, roles, all those different things that really uh, helps you put eyes on the different parts of your relationship. And then there's like six different categories that they fall into. Yeah. Like, and, and then it helps you to know where you can get to, like the happiest couple or the couples that's sustainable or the couples that's on the verge of breaking up. But sometimes when you look at that assessment, it doesn't tell the whole story. You need the therapist to help guide you through it because sometimes you guys might be on the same page, but it shows up differently. And that's where the communication part comes in.
0: On the same page in different paragraphs. Yeah. So that preparing rich relationship assessment was really powerful for us and it helped us navigate a lot of things. And going through therapy, other questions came up that we were Mm -hmm. able to talk about. We cried in therapy together. We got emotional in therapy. And you proposed to me in therapy. Yes. So it it was just such a beautiful moment because I had no clue what was happening. But to, you know, just see him on one knee expressing his love in such a private and Mm -hmm. safe, intimate space for us was just made even more special. Like we weren't doing any videos, wasn't any pictures, wasn't this big show. We weren't on on social media with it. It was just us. And that's how, you know, we always continue to connect, you know, by protecting our privacy. But also that moment, I feel like, was intentional. And it wasn't this deliberate thing, I'm going to do so I can say I did this. It was just, it just was so natural and organic.
1: That's because that's where we were the most vulnerable. Yeah. We're exposed. The healing was occurring there. Mm-hmm. And so why not celebrate? In that particular moment, in that space that we're in, yeah, So, we, so right. we get to get all those dynamics in that in that sacred space. Yeah.
0: And then that led into us, you know, going into premarital right therapy. We did it with our therapist, who mm-hmm. we still see to this day. Mm-hmm. We started seeing her December two thousand nineteen, and then we went through the church with Pastor Marshall, and he took us through the uh, church aspect of premarital therapy. So, it's always been a big part to us because you know, when we do have conflict, we have a place to go, talk mm-hmm. about it, listen to one another and have resolve. And sometimes we get in there and just like, "Ain't nothing wrong right now. This is <laughs> this is great," you yeah. know.
1: Yeah, so, but it's it's good. To, like yeah, even yeah. even even on those days when we say, like, what are we going to talk about? It's always something.
0: The therapist, if you have a really good therapist, they will say, "Hey, how are you?" You know, they will get to the core of something. And we end up having a conversation about something we didn't even knew We need to have a conversation about.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important to be very transparent because sometimes we get in there as one person gets silent. When I see couples or when you're in therapy, don't be afraid to bring up those challenging things, those things that you might've been ignoring, those things that you're afraid of because you, you want to set things off. That's the place where you want to bring it up. So you find a solution or you find a different supports to talk about it outside of therapy.
0: And the key thing is you never want to throw up in your partner's face anything that was discussed in therapy either. Because especially if they're in that space with you and they're being vulnerable and they feel safe, and then you come outside of therapy and be like, that's what you said to Miss So-and-so and Dr. So-and-so mm-hmm. in therapy. And see, this is what I'm talking about. Like that damages the safe space. That person may go back into that shell and not feel like, oh, I can, I can be open in therapy anymore. So you don't want to lose that. One thing that I feel like, you know, a few things that I feel like therapy has really done and will do, you know, for others is that it helps you clarify, right? Clarify what you want in relationship, what you have to give. That is something that I learned too. It's not all about, oh, what, what can a man do for me? What I want, my checklist, what can I give? So that clarification in that space with a professional allows you to really get to the core of, hey, what is it you want? What is it I want? How, what do we want together?
1: Because you know what I find out sometimes in therapy and even our sessions? We might think we want something until we talk it out. It's like, I don't really want that. This is what I really want. And then sometimes we find out that we are getting from our partner what we need to get. But it's just a comment, that third eye, that third voice, and that third perspective on your relationship that's needed.
0: So another thing is. Again, oh, again
1: understanding your attachment yeah. styles. Right. And so once you understand your attachment styles, you know how to show up for your partner. Let's talk about love languages real quick. So even with love languages, like everybody gets so stuck on their love. Language yeah. And they say, oh, this is my love. You're not giving me your, my love language. Where did you develop that from? Like, sometimes we get so dedicated to the love language, you don't, we don't realize we're receiving it. So many other different
0: things. I'm all of them, babe, so. And that's what all it should love. be. Right? At some point,
1: <laughs> yeah. we should be at a place where we can acknowledge and receive all of the love languages and just being present to that.
0: And, you know, I th- therapy for me helped boost my confidence when it came to relationships, especially just, you know, how I, how I showed up how I didn't show up, (laughs) you know, but also it gave me the space where I felt confident speaking about certain things, even my past Mm -hmm. experience. Like a lot of times you don't want to talk about what happened in the past, but sometimes it needs to be explained because of how you're operating in your present situation. Mm -hmm. I had more confidence to express those things to you. And also another thing that therapy does help me process, you know, grief. And when I say that, you know, How was I a failure in a past relationship? You know, you're grieving your old self and how you used to be. So you think about those things that may be limiting you, whatever you're grieving, what what may be limiting you in relationship as well.
1: Yeah, I think also it helps you reduce like interfering symptoms, like if anxiety, how that shows up, like being anxious with your partner, like you're able to really know that although you're mental illness is not my responsibility. I really understand how, you, how it shows up and how you operate from that. Like depression, like what I'm supposed to do, what are the symptoms, and what does that look like? Like understanding that you're not alone and your partner can learn some empathy and some different tools to be supportive to the different things that you may str- be struggling with that might feel like neglect to your partner. But it's really the mental illness or the mental health challenges that you're, you're dealing with, and it's not personally to me. And with that, it helps you develop those skills needed to relate to people, to be in relationship. That's right? good we good to We need this, that skill development to really understand how to love a partner, how to love ourselves, how to show up, how to set boundaries, how to be clear, be intentional, and how to say, you know what, today I don't feel my best, and I need you more than I'm typically giving.
0: And also, you know, therapy allows you to, have those conversations about sex and intimacy, right? Where are you with that? That's not something you get on the first date and say, hey, I'm celibate, there's no chance of this, or hey, let's go, I don't wanna stay, you know, come back to my place. You get to have these healthy conversations around sex and intimacy with the understanding that, you know, sex isn't always a problem solver, you're not using it to manipulate, you know, so you wanna have those conversations about where you stand because, you know, you and I, we're both celibate abstinent. Oh, correct me. We talked about that the last episode, so just swing back to that one. Where we're abstinent, where we weren't. You know, we are we're abstaining from sex and anything that would put us in a position that would lead us down the road of temptation. So, yeah, it allows you to like, have those conversations.
1: Yeah, and and just to expand on that a little bit. So, you're talking about pre you're talking about before marriage. You're talking about those conversations about sex, intimacy, But there's a lot of sex and intimacy conversations that happen within a marriage, right? Your expectations of now that in a marriage, I'm expecting you to do such and such and be available for me, stop rejecting me. Like, what is going on? I thought this was, I thought we can, once I got married, I can have sex whenever I want. That's not really how it goes, right? We really need to understand like all the different things you go through hormonally, like all the different things you go through physically, medically. And I need to understand all the things that I go through as well, and sometimes we go in there and we lack confidence because there's no connection of, of expectation to our expectations and so we need to develop those skills around what sex and intimacy looks like. Like we're supposed to get married and learn how to explore instead of expecting right finding out what you like, finding how out how what you I like that down. Yeah. Yeah. Explore
0: don't yeah. expect. Yeah, yeah. 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 explore
1: like you like I don't want to bring any previous experiences and not. And be upset that you're not responding to something that somebody else likes yeah that, that's not exactly. fair to your marriage exactly. that's not fair to your relationship so in therapy you get to talk about that and you, you know we get like different books and cards and different things that you know our therapists gave toys. us toys <laughs> all those different <laughs> things like we get to have fun explore with each one other another
0: yeah and create our own special right. thing right. organically and fresh and new and I think within all of that, what I really took away from therapy when we first started doing it to dating and then it moved over there into moved over into premarital now in marriage. What I really love about it is that it really deepens our connection. We could be on each other's last nerve and we come out of therapy, I feel deeply connected on a different level because we've had that space to be able to talk through whatever we were going through, gain understanding on both sides, and come back and reconnect. And I feel that that's so powerful because I feel like every time we went, I would just get deeper and deeper and deeper in love with you and more connected with you. Oh. You will.
1: You know what happens sometimes too? We identify, we find out where our shortcomings are in therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we were sitting there and it was like,
0: mm. it gets a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it gets a yeah. little yeah. uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> and, and we got to, you know, we take ownership though. It's like, yeah, I am showing up like this, there's no ego. There's opportunity. So let's get this thing together.
0: Yeah. I like how you said that, babe.
1: Yeah. And that's
0: the perfect note to end on. You know, we just encourage everyone, you know, to combine love and therapy so you can have this healthy relationship that helps deepen your connection with your better half. Right. right. Spouse, and partner, whomever.
1: So we talked about single. We talked about dating. We talked about courting, We talked about being in relationship, premarital. And, marriage, get, and, get maintenance. Married, and then marriage maintenance which is the next step so don't be afraid that once you get married to get back into therapy like we still go once a month
0: and and like i feel like never stop it right? right we used to go every week then it was every two weeks and now it's once a month like sometimes you get to a point in your relationship you think everything is going great you're having this really great two weeks month a year whatever it is oh i don't need therapy and then you look up and there's a problem. You don't know how to, you don't have how the tools to solve. Mm-hmm. And you're in this angst. And by the time you get into therapy, you're, you're on one side of the room. He's on the, uh, one side of the couch. He's on the other side of the couch. You try to figure it out.
1: Or still go,
0: yeah, still yeah. go. Even when nothing is, when you think nothing is going on. Like we said, we'll get in therapy sometimes. We're like, we're good. I don't know. But then you get to dig deep and you get to come out deeper in love.
1: Yeah. So don't wait till it's too late. Because, again, the other thing that you that you were saying is, well, I want to add to what you were saying is sometimes when you think it's all right, one person is not Yeah. So give yourselves and give your marriage, your relationship an opportunity to be exposed to a professional that can help you navigate and sort things out. So you're not holding in something that you need and then you're building resentment and then that relationship a year later is or in turmoil. I see couples. Yeah. I see couples that come to me. They've been married for 20 years and what's been troubling them for 20 years is one of their first conversations that they never really resolved. So we just want to encourage you go to therapy. It's necessary. It's needed. You deserve it.
0: Thank you for joining us for the second installment in our love and series. Love and therapy. We want to thank you all so much for being in alignment with us today. You know, this is, you know, an opportunity for us to, like, share with you, us to stay connected. So definitely, if you want to stay connected with us, follow us on IG at winlovealigns.tm. And feel free to DM us, you know, for topics or questions or anything that you want us to talk about. And also, join our mailing list. And you can do that at winlovealigns.com.
1: To hear more podcasts like When Love Aligns, check out AlivePodcastNetwork.com.